0: Welcome to Vanity Talk Show Podcast, where we are establishing your why, being bold enough to speak our truth, speaking about mental health, business, and humanitarian efforts across the globe. Do me a favor, subscribe, like, and share to our social media handles, which is Vanity81 Inc. on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Listen, I have a very special guest. I had the great pleasure of hearing her speak at her father's church in Houston, Texas. And when I tell you she blew my whole sock off, I mean completely off, I was amazed at God working through her. Such a beautiful spirit inside and out. She was telling her testimony about her son, but through that she was shining and I could see her. Um, So I'm not going to brag about her any longer. I'm going to let her tell you. About her, come to the stage, please, 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 Yolanda. <laughs> Hi, everybody. My name is Yolanda Osborne
1: Khan. I live in Orange Park, Florida, and I'm so glad to be with you all.
0: Thank you, thank you. Listen, tell us a little bit about yourself, Miss Khan. Um. Well, um, I was born and raised in Portland, Oregon.
1: Uh, I lived there till I was about 18 years old, and my Both of my parents are government employees, and my mother worked for the FBI and was retiring and wanted to move to Texas, where she's from. And the closest spot that she could move to was Houston. So we upped and moved during my senior year of high school, and I lived there up until I was married until about 1991. And then uh, my husband's from Jacksonville, and then I moved to Jacksonville, where I've had uh, three. Uh, Adult children now, 27, 25, and 24. And I've been married 33 years. Um, I've always served in ministry for some form or fashion. My professional career um, has been real estate, uh, mortgages, and banking. um, And have always just looked for my niche in ministry. And my niche in ministry is not always necessarily behind the pulpit. Um, I am an encourager, uh, a warrior in my heart. I'm always for the underdog. I'm always for the underdog. The person that you're looking for not to make it, I'm the pusher for that person. So I believe that everybody has a chance. Everybody has a voice. And it's our job as people of God to be there for the people that don't have one. And so that's kind of like how I live my life. Um, My love language is cooking. I love to cook and I love to travel.
0: Beautiful. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Tell me this. How did you how did you how did you become such an influencer on compassion? Because that's that's what I was drawn to you. Uh, when you were up speaking, your compassion level is like through the roof. How did you get to that level? Like what happened in your life to make you have so much compassion for people?
1: I just, I
0: feel like the way uh,
1: my brother and sister and I were raised, um, you know, my own story is I came from um, a lot of childhood trauma from the age of zero to seven. But at no point was I angry at the person or did I need to understand that God's grace was there for me? And Mm. so what I always felt um, growing up was the love of God. And what I've always tried to do is um, try to personify or try to convey to people just the innocence of Jesus Christ that I felt when I was a kid. And so I feel like the reason why that fire and that compassion that I have deep in my inward parts is that everybody deserves a chance and that the person that's behind the pulpit, no matter what age they are, especially if they're older, they have skeletons in their closet too. But because I'm 20 and 30 years old, I may not know their skeletons, right? But when we're teaching and teaching and conveying the word of God, sometimes it could hit us in our seat as being judgmental. But we have to realize that, you know, parenting and ministering and, and these things that we do to try to show love and kindness, it didn't come with a handbook and people had to go through some things. And sometimes going through those things we don't always tell all the nuts and the bolts, which is the truth. And so when they're up there ministering, sometimes we miss that and we go by the rumors we heard or we go by what so-and-so said about that person's testimony. And when we don't allow people to tell their truth, then it's hard for us to show compassion because that's where the crooks and the nannies are the crooks and the the little pieces of rocks and gravel that get caught up in our stores and our, in our awareness of what happened. Sometimes we, we feel like the person doesn't deserve it. And when I put myself in those shoes, I'm like, well, I don't want to be like that because I want to always have grace and I want to be the landing spot, the soft spot for people to land. So that's kind of like how I view it.
0: Listen, (laughs) These words are heavenly. I think you just arrested everybody. <laughs> I think we all can put ourselves in those categories that you just named. Wow, um, I love that. Listen, if you're just tuning in, we are talking to Yolanda Osborne Khan. I met her again in Houston, Texas. She was uh, speaking those sp- speaking and preaching the word of God, and she was just so. When I say like that homegirl out the hood kind of speech but it, com- it it just it conveyed so beautifully it I mean it was such a um handsome look to me you know it was it was it was it was, it was heavenly it was gorgeous it was just stunning to hear someone so beautiful speaking so real um yes yes ma'am and so that's who we're talking to today and she is just a breath of fresh air heaven sent our promise If you are ever confused about God, just just tune in and stay tuned, okay? We're gonna go to a little icebreaker, okay? Okay. So I would say this: um, in your own words, describe this. Every good and perfect gift is from above. Wow. Every good and perfect
1: gift is from above. What does that mean in your own words? Well, I'll just use myself as an example. Um, You know, when we are made and come out of our parents or your mother's womb, we're just so sweet and lovely to look upon, right? Mm -hmm. And it's a gift that God gave, not a stork came, right? Mm. We were created. So if man could create it, then it wouldn't be perfect because man can't create anything. He can only make a copy. He can only clone. He can't make me. He can't make you, right? So every perfect give comes from above, no matter what that looks like, no matter what color, no matter how skinny, how frail, no bumps, no bruises, all of that. And so what that means is that there's a secret in that. There's a secret treasure in it. That thing does not fulfill itself until we become a certain age. So every good and perfect gift is from above because the older you get, the more surprises there are in that unpackaging. So Mm -hmm. me being born as a baby wasn't the fullness of my gift. I am just now entering to what God has comprised me of all my facets and all of the things that he's placed inside of me. Those things are just now starting to come together. I'm 54 years old and I'm just now starting to see, oh my God, like, this is amazing. So every good and perfect gift does come from above. And this is why we should not disdain the small beginnings. You shouldn't just where you come from because you haven't completed, right? Until that gift starts growing and becoming what God has designed, not man.
0: Mm. This is divine. <laughs> I love this okay so an icebreaker what's the best piece of advice you were ever being given you ever been given Mm.
1: I think the best piece of advice I was ever given was learning to love yourself amen yes I agree Yeah, that was difficult for me, um, if I could go into that. Please do. That was difficult for me uh, because I was abused. And I do mean, um, like, so sexually, I was abused. There was a lot of neglect, like no food, um, no comforts of home. And I'm the oldest of three, so I had to make sure that my siblings were taken care of. And so that meant, you know, uh, getting water out of the toilet or, rummaging the trash can for food, um, sleeping in a lot of like, you know, fecal matter or urine or, and my sister was um, very, very sick and she was in a crib, but there was no mattress on the crib. So a lot of times I would have to crawl in the crib and let her sit or lay on me. Mm. And so um, what I mean by that is, you know, um, when I was growing up, I think the older I got, you know, I think kids' memories, it was more like a womp, 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 like voice. But then then the voices became words and the pictures that I would see were in black and white. But then the older I got, the words became sentences and paragraphs and the pictures became color. And so I had to learn to love myself and not hold any odds or hold any offenses understanding that parenting does not come with a handbook and that it doesn't mean that you have to be or evolve from your environment. What it means is that you need to recognize that the behavior of what someone else did, you can't live live like a victim and blame. You got to extract that part of what happened, right? Because it doesn't discount that it didn't happen. But then you're spending a lot of energy on that one little piece and so learning to love myself and accepting myself in every aspect of who I am has taught me that hey it may not feel good every second and all the time but in the scheme of things and how God has placed me here based on my personal giftings it'll work itself
0: out he's in control not me he's in control listen I (laughs) am sitting here with this with this truth and I'm like <laughs> I found I found another God sent person here on earth you know there's not too many that you find that will absolutely be truthful that will absolutely walk in the light knowing you know being a sur- so, soldier on the front line is so dangerous but yes it's so worth it
1: yes ma'am and <laughs> I'm a soldier and I got blood on my sword to prove it And I don't play with the devil. Me and the devil, we not friends, but he know me. He know I recognize him from afar off. I do not play with the enemy. And I tell him all the time, you want these red letters? I will send you these red letters. I'm talking about New Testament people. New Testament. Don't play with me.
0: Listen, if you're just tuning in, I am excited over here, Okay. If you're just tuning in, I have Yolanda Osborne Khan on the phone. She is on fire for Jesus Christ, and there is no going back. Uh, there is no guesstimating about who she serves. She is on this front line, she is being truthful, she is being honest, she is being bold to tell her truth. I'm just excited for this woman's future, and she's just getting started. Yes, she said she was 54. But this woman is just getting started. Do you hear me? You about to slay these demons out here. Oh look, I'm 54. Listen, I
1: may be 54 years old, but I'm like 19 plus. You know, like sound
0: like you too. You have a lot of energy. (laughs) A lot of energy. Okay, so look, tell me this. What's the biggest challenge? you have with your role right now, and how are you going to overcome it?
1: So my biggest challenge right now, for those of you who don't know, uh, my son was in um, a fatal motorcycle accident in July of 2017. He was declared brain dead. Um, And like literally, he was like brain dead. No farting, no pooping, no turning no scratching no talking he did not respond to pain he did not respond to light he couldn't open his eyes all of that so um about maybe 10 to 12 hours in the doctors basically came in and were talking to my husband and myself saying you know we how do you all feel about donating his organs and blah 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 and I was like uh, that's not an option like okay <laughs> Okay. First of all, my husband is grieving. He's like, "Well, honey, you know we need to look at his face." Okay, excuse me, y'all not getting a toenail or an eyelash, and I mean that in the sentiment that it was given. Don't come back over here asking me for no cornea, no liver, no heart, no nothing. He will declare the works of the Lord. Long story Mm. short, Yukon is moving, talking, asking for more food trying to get his driver's license. He is a thinking person. And I think right now it's all about him being independent and me making sure that the glory of God is fulfilled in the testimony and the completeness of the testimony. So what my goal and what has been difficult in the space that I'm in right now is not allowing people to come and dictate the miracle. There's a difference between deliverances, being healed and being and having a miracle because the scripture says we are to heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the leper and cast out demons. So sometimes there are works that are going on within the processes and we have to be able to see those processes and let them work. And so that's probably been my most difficult position is that, yes, he is healed, right? And not all of it has manifested, but he has definitely been delivered from death, right? So oh it's God. that part we have to complete, let God complete the work, let God fulfill what he promised. And he has fulfilled his promise to me. He, Drew's here. He's walking, talking, riding his bike, hanging out, walking to the store. He's doing what normal 26-year-olds do. But it's my job right now is to let God complete the work. And sometimes that could be, you know, a little testy because of what happened. A lot of times you feel like, oh, my God, I don't want to do this. Or, oh, my is he going to be okay? Drew's going to be fine. COVID didn't take him out. So, surely, if COVID hasn't taken him out, what what can't God
0: do? Come on. Wow. Wow. <laughs> <Yeah>. Listen. <laughs> All I can say is this, if you are ever confused about who God is, this man is real. Did you still hear the testimony about her son, let alone herself? Like, this is incredible to me. And she's still in good spirit. She still has integrity. She still has her character intact. I mean, she's true beauty. Her kind heartedness. Listen, this woman is the truth. (laughs) (laughs) My God, my God. Okay, okay. So um, let me see what are we going to switch gears? What personal accomplishments are you most proud of after all being said?
1: Um, I think one of my most, I think the thing that I'm probably most proud of is uh, my relationship with my family. Um, you know, um, my family is uh, has a lot of foundation in the church. My great great grandfather was the bishop, one of the founding fathers of the PAW um, Bishop uh, David Theodore Schultz, and then my grandfather is um, Bishop Lewis W Osborne Jr. and then his wife is Bishop Grace Osborne, and then my father, and then of course, like so, I'm fourth generation. So um, I would say that and what they've instilled in me, right? But my husband got like a conundrum of things when he married me that even I didn't know about, right? Mm. So um, through all that pain and anguish and the, those things that happened to me when I was a child, even I didn't know the things that were in my psyche, So God had to send a man that would love me and try to understand who I was. I didn't even love me and I didn't even know how jacked up I was. So I'm so grateful that um, that I allow God to use the things that he planted on the inside of me, but to also to be able to submit. Where my husband was able to teach me how to receive love i did not know i wanted to be loved but i didn't know how to receive love and so i think that part and then me having three children and when my children got a certain age i was not able to reciprocate love it was fear a lot of things were fear-based because A lot of anxiety because I knew how to say that I love you. I know I knew how to show that I love you, but I didn't know how to, like, when someone physically wanted to get into my space, it made me very, very physically sick, physically sick. Mm. And so I'm just grateful that I was able to put that under the blood and recognize some of these things and pray through, have family Mm. members that were able to pray me through. Like the old folks say, Terry, baby, you got to go back up. You got to go. Look, you got to go again. Not again. You you got to go. You got to go. You got to lay. Right? So it's that type of thing. So I I am truly, truly thankful and blessed for my family and that my family was able to to recognize and, and help walk me through the process of being whole. W H O L E. whole oh, I'm so grateful. So thankful.
0: You said something um, that was moving for me. You said that you are a fourth generational bishop. Yes. And so when you decided to take this mantle, what persuades you to do that?
1: Well, I just took it. <laughs> so okay. I can't believe I said it online, but it's okay. It's all good. Okay. So it. It, you know, the scripture says a child is known by his works. And it also says in the New Testament, you don't praise yourself. You let others praise you. So when during this walk, there have been people that have been um, under my guidance since COVID. Some people don't have churches anymore. Some churches have folded. Some people have called me for um, just ministry in general, um, like, you know, walking them through different services of whether it's to dedicate a baby or have a wedding and so i've been doing this for some time not realizing that the people that i was shepherding were not only having sheep were like okay uh we come to your house for bible study i'm like no oh, no 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 we don't have bible study like wait a minute whoa 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 i don't have a church and so it just kept happening like okay can we have Bible study or can we do this? And it was happening at my job. Um, it was just like kind of blowing up in little pockets. And I wasn't connecting the dots. And finally, someone just said to me, like, Well, we ain't, when are you starting a church? I'm like, yeah. um, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not starting a church. And so it just kind of blew up in that sense. And so what I started doing was I just started praying. I started asking, the Lord, okay, Lord, like, you know, my heart and you, me and you already had this discussion. Like I can't pass in the church because my makeup, I feel like I would die. Like, I feel like I would suffocate. And Lord's like, but I've asked you to do this. And I didn't ask you to be in a brick and mortar building. I was like, Mm Oh, okay. Well, what is it? What does it look like? And so Mm -hmm. as he began to speak to me and talk to me, it became definitive based on my childhood, I always wanted to go into missions. I always, this is like, I was the kid that would invite like the most people, they would say, okay, friends and family day, invite people. And I was like eight or nine years old, I have like 15, 20 people. And I didn't know if like people would just come. And so mm-hmm. that has just always been a part of me. And so when God said, this is the avenue that I want you to go, uh, he gave me a scripture and he gave me a term it said apostolic assumption and i was like arguing back and forth with the holy spirit like okay so exactly what does that mean the holy scripture the bible the lord said go to acts two so i went to acts two then he gave me some other scriptures that line it with that and i was like that can't be right like how can you <laughs> skip from being that can't be right okay uh I'm four foot nine. I'm a female. Oh my God, like this can't be right. Like, let me read it again. So I read it again. Like I read it a whole bunch of times. And Laura's like, how many times are you going to argue with me? Like the evidence, the people are the evidence. What is it that you are balking against the system if you've already proven to be the title? The title means nothing. You're already operating in the title. You're already you already you already done this it's not that big a deal and so i think that part of it right just mm-hmm. being able to have my body soul and spirit reconcile with the call see because god's not going to call you or me Because there's a difference between being called, it's a difference between being anointed, and it's a difference between having a gift. If you're called to do something, that just normally means your DNA, right? You were born, everybody in your family is a track athlete, now you're gifted to do it. So when you're called to do something, we could just make it better. But when you're gifted to do something, a gifting means, you know, it may shine, it may like, it'll look pretty, it'll do all types of stuff, but anointing changes people. Hmm. That's the difference. And so when the Lord showed me, okay, no, this is an uh, apostolic assumption. So what what I'm doing is I'm taking what I've passed down generationally And I'm giving you this mantle, and you are to do it and to say it and to walk it out like I say. I was like, "Oh, okay,
0: Jesus.
1: Yeah, okay, Jesus. I'm good. Like, is that it? (laughs) Don't add nothing else, right? I was like, okay, Jesus. Like, right? You're not going to add nothing else. (laughs) You done added, like, two or three more things. (laughs) Doesn't
0: he always?
1: (laughs) Jesus is a multiplier. That's why we... We ask for things and we say that we'll do it, but he's an he's a multiplier. So it's that exponential number where you have four to the fifth power or four to the fifteenth power. Jesus is that exponential number in the top right hand corner. You'll never know what that number is gonna be because he's a multiplier.
0: So you better pack light, right? <laughs> what <laughs> you better pack light on this journey. Wow. Oh, my God. I'm sitting here like we're sitting, you know, together on my couch just having coffee or tea. Like, this (laughs) conversation is wowing me right now. There were so (laughs) many nuggets, so many uh, diamonds that you dropped. I hope everyone that has listened today, you guys are picking up those pieces and making yourself a diamond. I mean, she talked about shame. She talked about integrity. She talked about character. She talked about love, kindness whole just being whole um, loving yourself you know you hit on everything that I could even think of when it comes to the podcast itself telling your why you know being true to yourself your humanitarian efforts it was just effortlessly flowing out of your mouth and I thank you so much god this is amazing guys if you're just tuning in I'm sorry but you know I will play replay this um, this is Yolanda Osborne Khan. She is a fourth generational bishop. Um, all praises to her. She is flowing in her gift. She is not just walking it. She is doing it. Um, she overcame so many obstacles in her life that now the devil is not her friend. her sister. You understand me? <laughs> <laughs> this woman is so powerful I cannot wait for her church to open up I live in Dallas but listen I will be coming to Jacksonville Florida I don't know how and what capacity I'm gonna serve or am I just gonna come and listen and be you know a pure warmer I don't know but listen I'm coming whenever you open your church do you understand me yes
1: ma'am you are welcome welcome
0: <laughs> I want you to give the audience Your best goodbye, your best words, your best, um, just your best piece of advice. What would you give to the audience that's struggling in such a thing called their calling or, you know, or their walk with Christ? You know, being a soldier on the front line, because so many of us, we are misconstrued about what it means because of, like you said earlier, people are not telling the truth, you know, about ministry or about who God really, really is and desires you to be.
1: I would say you know the church has got to wake up. We're a sleeping giant. And the and the pandemic was not you know a surprise to God. He allowed it to happen. And so you've got to recognize your gifting and your niche and you've got to get in position to take over territory. It doesn't necessarily mean you need to take back what the enemy has taken. That's not what God is requiring. What he's requiring is us to suit up. And that Ephesians tells us we are to help have on the helmet of salvation to prop our feet with the gospel of peace. We are to have the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God to have on the belt of truth and to have on the, the, the breastplate of righteousness. And so what this is saying is that There is no time for cowardice. There is no time for doubt and living in disbelief of who you are and who God says you are. The devil will say who you were. That's the problem of us believing who we were. And the reason why he doesn't know who you are now, why? Because God has had you veiled for such a time as this. So you need to boot up, strap up. Get your weapon of choice, which should be the word of God, and get busy about God's house. He said, and my house shall be called what? A house of prayer. So if you're not praying, you don't have no bullets in your gun. If you're not praying, you can't operate in the sword of spirit. If you're not praying, then you can't rightly divide the word. Do that part. That part. (laughs) My God. Let's get to it. Let's quit playing and quit being divisive over institutionalism about where people go to church, if they're Lutheran, if they're Catholic, if they're Episcopalian, if if they're, you know, Pentecostal or whatever. Let's get past that. It's not about that. And it's not about a personality. It's about the word of God, the unadulterated, the word of God. And the reason why I am here today is because the power of the word of God. I'm not crazy. I'm not on drugs. I'm not in the streets. I'm not selling my body. All of these things. I should be bipolar. I should be schizophrenic. It's a whole lot of things, but I'm not. Why? It's the power of God. He delivered me from all those mental issues that could have been, that were designed for me to keep from doing what I'm doing now, which is what? Telling the truth and unpacking what the church wants to believe that people need to be not doing. Why? Because the church won't lay hands. They're free. You can't go up to the altar and someone tear you through and pray you through right now we've got to be busy about doing just that praying and being able to hear people's truths without judging them and letting them know the same way God loved you through your stuff and you got your hand foot and a brick wall against that closet that got all them skeletons in it it's the same grace they deserve
0: listen I'm going to end on that note (laughs) There is nothing else to say but good night and please like, share, and subscribe. Uh, one more thing. Where can we find you, Bishop? Connell? Um,
1: Yes, so you can find me right now. Um, we just started our podcast at The Apostolic Scribbler and you can also find me on my website, www.theapostolicscribbler.com. I would love to hear from you and any comments. Um, that would be fantastic.
0: Thank you guys so much for tuning in to the Vanity Talk Show podcast. I am your host, Latoya Odom. Tonight we have been sun kissed by God. Uh, Thank you. Thank you so much, Yolanda Osborne Khan. You have been just a gem to us. Um, Thank you and good night.
1: Good night.